0: what is good to find dolls to find dudes so it is past midnight and um I'm full of energy I'm here with the fam bam they are leaving in two days y'all so I'm over here but next weekend if y'all if y'all I, I left the, I left some clues on what's going to next weekend um and if you caught it you caught it then it is what it is but I wanted to share this with you, um, just decided to Google. I am interested in some of the, the energies that I'm feeling. It's a little bit different than what I've experienced in the for, before. Um, still kind of tempering about how vulnerable I want to be with sharing some of the past experiences. Um, I've been talking about crushes a lot. I will say this and I, I do want to read an article, so I'm gonna read an article. Um, I haven't read it, I just kinda saw the description and then I clicked on it and I want to go over it with you so you'll get my raw reaction to it. But um I've just been reflecting and, and this is the thing, I think that um true to true typical Virgo side, uh analyzing everything, probably analyzing it to death, um but i recognize that there's something a little bit different and i understand that some of the stuff i'm going through right now is not so much about my connection with these people as much as it is about opening my heart space and it's really going to allow me to manifest something bigger and better than i could have ever imagined in my life and and or take me to another level right i um it's a nice feeling it's a nice butterfly feeling Um, but I, I, I am comfortable with being single and I think what's so fascinating about it is it's coming in right around the same time we've been talking about like the sex transmutation and, and how to use that energy. And with that understanding, I'm approaching things a little bit better. And I've talked about how I do enjoy being a feminine, right? And, but this go round, it's, it's something about if you get, if you understand what I'm saying, then you do, if you don't, then I'm just really out here experiencing this by myself. But it's one thing for me to put on my, um, I'm going through a phase where I'm just, all I wear is just dresses, um, natural, you know, curly hair and still wearing my favorite fragrances and, and, um, still kind of keeping my distance from, from certain masculines and type of thing and, and just male energy, but um, what I'm getting from this go-round of having a crush, it's kind of like just turning the dial up just a little bit more, right, being just a little bit more flirty, being a little bit more open. Um, being a little bit more colorful, and it's really sparking my creativity in other areas too. When I'm in love, y'all, I promise you, I am prancing around like a little unicorn. And I remember the times that um, I was in a relationship, and I'd be at work, and everything at work was just like 10 times better, right? So, The thing about that I do understand about crushes is that I get to benefit from that energy without being tainted, if that kind of makes sense. So um, I'm thinking about all the crushes I've had from high school, from elementary high school, um, and then even in my adulthood. And um, the funny thing is every single guy that I've had a crush on has reached out in some way, shape, or form. And the funny thing is, is that once they, um, reached out, like I just lost the appeal and, um, you would have sworn that all up until that point, it's like, you would have thought like, Oh, I really want to be with this person. I don't, you know, and so I want to be responsible with, with this energy. I think this go around, um, I've had them reach out to me on Facebook, ask for my number, be in the same places. And it's just kind of like, no, you're eye candy. It's just... And so it is what it is, right? It is what it is. Um, So I understand it's the same energy. I think that um this go around... I, I did kind of want to share some of the differences in the um crushes I've had. But... I think I'm going to save it for another podcast. Let's get into what this article says. So I just typed in the what what attracted me to this article. So I've been looking for, you know, what is a catalyst? I know that we talked about this maybe six months ago. And we talked about how there's different types of soulmates. And um, one of the things I loved about that podcast that I did was we find out that love can come to us in so many ways from family, from friends, from you know, people who share the same hobbies, people who are on the same spiritual experience as you, or um, there were so many. I think there were like 25 to 30 different types of soulmate, and not all of them were romantic and or intimate in, in nature. And another thing too um, was that they're not... People um, that we attach to. It's almost the idea of when you are ready, the teacher will appear, okay? So that's how I view this go-around. And the funny thing is, this is one of the first times I've had two crushes, and one of them is my typical crush. And then part of, I think, what has me interested is the second one is more, it's different, right? And so um, I think that it's going to, If I'm, it could be more of a friend, but um, a lot in common. I'm not really telling everything that's happening behind the scenes, but uh, there's a lot of similarities there. And so what made me, uh, here's the thing. Let me, let me try to wrap this up a little bit. So I know that it's a catalyst. I know it's, it's energy that's going to be transformative. And, um, I Googled some other stuff and it was more taking me down the romantic aspect and that's not where I'm looking at it. So I typed in catalyst soulmate. And so some people talked about the, you know, the difference here, but what made me gravitate to this article is that it says soul catalyst, neither soulmate nor twin flame. So that pulled my energy in. And then I, um, kind of just scrolled down a little bit and this lady's just sharing her experience Her name is Christy Hodges. It is a a white lady, you know, talking about traveling the world and overseas. And then um, I'm not going to spend too much time on it. She talks a little bit about soul groups, right? And soul family. And here she puts in caps like a a soulmate is someone who's part of your soul group, but may not be part of your soul family. It really depends on what role they serve in our lives and whether they remain in it, right? Right. And um, it says, we have a soul contract with them to learn some of our deepest lessons. This can be romantic, but, but more often isn't. And I recognize that, right? I think that even if it doesn't... And I, and the thing is, I'm probably being more hard on myself. And I know I, I probably am on the cusp of overanalyzing. But um, I've always had this thing where I... Think about like my exes, one of the things where they were my friends, but after things ended, we didn't remain friends and I'm perfectly okay with that. So, but with that being said, I don't have guy friends. Like to me, um, men are, it's either your husband or it's not. Okay. And so, but this go around, it's like one of those things like, and who knows, who knows, who knows, who knows, knows, right? It's just one of those things where it's like, this could be kind of like even an older brother because he is older than me. Um, and, and, you know, really resourceful in that way. So I think that's what I'm thinking. And so, um, this is assuming to someone who is in our lives for a considerable period of time. It could be someone we meet in our younger years who appears again later in life or someone we share our life with for many years. We learn our lessons with the soulmate over time, and it says there, there's a lot of romantic illusion around soulmates, imitating that they are the love of our life, the one, and that everything in life and our relationships will be wonderful. However, for anyone who has married more than once, who will quickly find that we can meet several soulmates in a lifetime, the key energy is they are instrumental in teaching us our biggest lessons. And part of the reason I kind of know that this one is a little bit different, too, is because um, one of the things I heard uh, within the last week was, um, I believe it was Brown Eyes Intuition, she said, it was either her, I think it was her, might have been Alex Healing Tarot, but it was, um, they said, you know, if you're pulling someone's energy into you, This person has healed and you have to be healed in order to deal with that person. So again, it's not so much about that person. It's making me think, wait a minute, if I'm, am I completely healed yet? What would I have to fix if I were to meet my soulmate tomorrow, you know, or a companion or something, right? So now it's forcing me to think about what areas have I addressed? Because it's one thing to think that I've healed for myself and um, one of the things I did like about Twin Flame aspect is how people mirror back to you where you are, right? In certain things and um, so it's just kind of reflecting back to me to see where I might have a little bit of like stuff on my face or things I need to kind of address, right? So I hope you get you get what I'm saying because we'll see. So it's instrumental about teaching us our biggest lessons. Um, I'm going to kind of skip this out. Oh yeah, this is going to be important right here. So it says maybe one or two soulmate connections will live out that romantic ideal. But in reality, hundreds of thousands of them do not As our biggest lessons aren't learned when life is peachy. A soulmate doesn't necessarily flourish with the energy connection either. There's a strong connection, but it doesn't necessarily send us haywire. Because many are expecting the big bang and romance they overlook that a soulmate may come into our lives to cause chaos. Um, Hey, I know how to handle chaos. Y'all already, if you know, you know. (laughs) Um, Or it could be the faithful partner whom has been by our side for decades. Um, So they talk about twin flame, y'all. I'm not really into that. But this one, let me see how long this podcast will be. Um, So this one, she goes into description about a a catalyst. And she says, an agent that provokes or speeds significant change or action. A person that causes um, change or action. So it says, a, a soul catalyst is completely, is a completely different kettle of fish. They are part of our soul group, but not our, our soul family. The easiest way to identify a soul catalyst connection is that it hits hard and fast, but rarely lasts more than six months. All right, boom, cool. I kind of, I could see that. It can occasionally it can occasionally, but that is usually because one of our parties doesn't want to let go. So this is nice for me to reflect on and kind of pay attention how things progress and and pay attention to when do I start to get like um, fixated? When do I start to not want to detach, right? For those of you who are with me as we were doing the weekly forecast and some of the energy that we're going through as a collective, how easy is it for us to detach from things? And um, the September 1 oracle was actually really good, right? It was talking about how it's good to just stay open and live in the present, right? And so this is just an opportunity for, for me to see how healthy I can be. Do I become codependent, you know, and can I take the lessons for what they are? And I'm excited for what it's gonna propel me to in the future, right? I think one of the things that's most important too is it it is a good feeling to know that I'm capable of quote unquote i wouldn't say it's love but at least being having that feeling again um, and and it's it's i don't know I think what it is too is when I think about how productive I have been in the past, when I'm in that energy. If I can use that to my advantage for the next year or two, that would be awesome. But um, without using the person, but the energy behind it, um, that's really good energy for me to be in. Um, I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. So it says here, when we come into contact with the soul catalyst, the energy is off the charts. It has to be in order to shift us out of whatever negative space we are in. The two people literally catalyze each other into some form of action that shifts the status quo. The energy has to be strong in order for that to impact both people equally and get them to take action. Okay. Um, It says, very quickly, our human self will convert that energy through the chakra system. And the primary chakras that are stimulated first are the lower ones. Now, that is interesting. I really hope that this is making sense to you the way that it is to me. Um, and this is like really vulnerable stuff, y'all. This is definitely virtual purple couch type of stuff. But um, for my fellow Scorpios, I think um, depending on where your placement is, whether it's in your Trinity or, um, or any other placements, um, we are ruled by our sexual organs right the lower chakras right and we've been talking a little bit about how that chapter that we were talking about from napoleon hill about sex transplantation i almost hate that it has the word sex because it kind of has an energy around it but when i read it it made so much sense Of how you feel. Like, I think that for men, it probably feels more like adrenaline, but for women, it feels like butterflies. Like, every time I think about um, the initial phases of, of the relationships I'm in, I promise you, like, your makeup just goes on better, your hair just comes out curlier, your perfumes smell sweeter, you have better workouts at the gym, you write better memos at the office, you Um, The world is just brighter. Everything just falls into place, right? And so, um, but it's that same energy. Like if, if, I hope I explained that. In my opinion, I think men experience it probably as more of like um, adrenaline. But I think for me and other women, it's like a butterfly feeling. But it says here... Um, So the energy can stimulate us in a sexual level and we immediately start thinking of this person in relationship terms. And and I can see that in myself. You probably hear it a little bit too. The key, the key to getting the best out of a catalytic connection is to step outside of the relationship aspect of it. And intuitively, I've been analyzing it and, and that's exactly where I'm at right now. I know that I'm exactly where I need to be, right? And I love that I've done enough inner work to understand the dynamics. This means understanding how I've operated in the past, operating where the ML is different, and understanding even the timing of the messages I've been getting around this type of energy, right? It says we can do this very quickly by imagining how things would work in 3D reality. Nine times out of ten, there are issues with us being with that person in reality family responsibilities existing partners I wouldn't even consider someone to be a crush if they are in a relationship so let's just make that abundantly clear um yeah let's just make that abundantly clear um distance work there's usually something that indicates difficulty in cold hard everyday life and reality which is a big clue Okay, so it says a classic example is a wife who is stuck in a very unhappy marriage. Nope, we're not, I'm not even gonna go there. Yeah, I'm gonna leave that part alone. It says, um, that is wild. I don't, not, not a fan of her, um, I'm not a fan of what she's illustrating here, but she's kind of hinting at, and this is one of my pet peeves with, um, the spiritual stuff and I know some people like to go I can go dark but I don't like going into that dark alley if that makes sense so I know a lot of people say like well you have to be able to deal with with dark stuff and there's certain places that you know I can deal with belly of the beast stuff but that's one dark alley I don't really Mm -mm. what I would say is um It, it's supposed to um you're supposed to have conversations where you might not necessarily agree with the other person and there could be even triggering things i know like even we've had conversations about siblings and um and it's kind of hard to explain <laughs> but it's like the way that we're both operating is like functioning but it's like we're just giving each other little tidbits of how to push through like push out negative energy a little bit and so um it's gonna help me grow I think like I feel like I've already grown from the things I've learned up until this point so I'm speechless. Let me, let me finish this up. And I'm a little bit sleepy. It's almost 2 in the morning. so um, I just don't agree with that whole thing. She's like, the wife can't resist the powerful energy and embarks in an affair. That's just straight up foul, y'all. I wouldn't recommend you stepping outside of your marriage. I would say the whole point of you even feeling that energy is to kind of address it with your significant other. And if you can't, set that person free. Like, I promise you, really hard energy... You know, I can't imagine, and this is probably one of the reasons why some people don't even want to do it, but set the person free, you know? Um, I think back and I think about, you know, if they had just set me free, it would have hurt a little bit. I would have been, you know, a little taken aback, but it would have been so much more easier on my soul and my psyche if I if I knew versus just keeping it covert covert for a long period of time. So maybe that's the lesson for some of y'all. Like um this is an interesting perspective. And so she's saying this is what she's saying. She says however that potent energy let me let me back up a little bit. So she's saying Suddenly she meets a catalyst reminder of what she 's missing um, they were there to remind us who we truly are and to catalyze us into taking action to realign with our authentic- authenticity and truth. That sentence I can see why it 's powerful because that when I remember how I mentioned how I view my femininity a certain way um but I can kind of realign myself to be more, even more authentic and true. And it's going to spill over into other areas. So I actually agree with that. But I don't agree with the cheating thing. It says, however, the pot- that potent energy often leads people down a path of trouble. Wife can't resist. Um, turns marriage life upside down. Six months down the line. I can guarantee the person will move on. As they're supposed to once the catalytic shift has happened. The so many- contract is complete. Um intuitively I already kind of know uh that uh one 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 so here's here's kind of what happening behind the scenes too um because of the whole fitness aspect of it it's really helped me to kind of figure out what I wanted to do in terms of like fitness competition and um fine-tune the lifestyle that I'm gonna need to surround that and the resources I'm gonna need so just that alone has been very helpful I think and um maybe helped me get there a little bit quicker than if I it's kind of like one of those things where I'm like yeah 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 I'm gonna do that in the future but having that kind of conversation um has me looking at the videos looking at the content looking at the timelines looking at the dates and um Working to more results on a much quicker timeline too. So that has been really cool. Um, it says our souls don't care what we're doing in our human life. Um, it has its plan and agreed soul contracts and will find and will fulfill them come what may. Our poor human self has to work hard on becoming more aware so it can get on board and enjoy the journey. So it says the wife is catalyzed out of her marriage with drama, chaos, and a lot of hurt feelings when the more empowering route would have been, there we go, to acknowledge she is worth more and wants more to speak her truth and end the marriage with integrity. Yeah, I'm going to tell you that right now. Like, let me save you out of having to meet a catalyst and, and destroy your whole marriage and all that. Just, you know, if you can't talk to your partner and it comes down to just... you know dissolving things and dissolve it and let that person go with with the on a higher frequency because i can tell you on the receiving end of it you do not want you know to mess up somebody else's life um and and i think there's um something more to be said now that being said let's just keep it there because that's not what this is about so um And so it says, um, if we can experience a soul catalyst with awareness, and that's kind of my goal, I think that some of you might, it might spark a level of awareness in yourself to see, you know, some of you might be experiencing this energy and some of you, it's something that's going to be coming down the pipeline. So um, if we can experience catalyst with soul catalyst with awareness, we can acknowledge that they are truly providing us with without it causing drama and pain boom there it is we can acknowledge what they are truly providing us with without it causing drama and pain I love that you guys I have grown so freaking much Um, that is that's deep we can step out of the energy, acknowledge what it means from a higher perspective and take action on it. Um, yeah. So it says, when we meet a soul catalyst, the question shouldn't be, oh, is this the one? Hey, it can come up. It's in the back of my mind. Right? But at least I'm aware. Um, and again, like I said, knowing myself, I've always had like that one crush. You know? And then... I would say the last crush I had was probably five or six years ago and then um, there was a, a gap and then um, dated the second to last boyfriend and I think too it takes me a long time to to like see crushes because I am a little bit picky Um, so they have to have like a certain um, presence and um. so this is the first time I, I've ever had two and then the second one I was just kind of like that's the one that's more triggering a lot of like these questions and you know type of energy so but it says here and then we're almost done because I gotta go pee too TMI I know So it says, when we meet a soulmate, the question should be, oh, is this the one? The energy is incredible. Um, I want to feel this forever. The question should be, how are they going to shift my life? This is so powerful, you guys. How are they going to shift my life? I really have to give myself credit, y'all. This is really virtual purple couch stuff. But this is definitely affirmation for me because I'm thinking about this exactly the way that I need to. How is this gonna shift my life? What you know when I think of um, would this be an ideal partner? Um, this is not about him per se. It's about okay. Let me revisit what it would take for me to look in a partner. And I think I mentioned it in a previous podcast. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's tall. He's handsome, and you know has you know some accolades to him but I really one thing that this has also taught me is I want someone that I can build a foundation with and um, I really like the Steve Harvey and Marjorie Harvey Foundation so it has to be that that that's what's going to sweep me off my feet I've already shared like some of the other stuff like he has to have a twinkle in his eye he has to be able to teach me something we have to have compatibility in our lifestyle um, in terms of health fitness um i would say common interest and um great sense of humor i forget what the fifth one is but it is on my notepad and and it has to be someone that i can have a foundation with that that at some point is going to have an emphasis on education financial education financial literacy definitely has a makes a difference in um making a positive impact. I think either we will, we will figure that out together. Um, And I also like the idea of scholarships of some type and definitely working with the youth type of a thing. So that is another positive thing. So I've already figured out like this is helping me to think about what I want to do in terms of fitness competition. Um, I've really accelerated something that I would probably push off for another two years to right now and then um again this may not be the one I have to be okay with that but I think that if I'm gonna call anything in he has to have those criteria um but it has to be like if you are not coming in with somebody that I can see you and I you know meeting with with um different people and putting functions together to make a positive impact and uh, then it's just it's just a no go, right? Doesn't mean that you don't have value, but that's not the type of person that that's what I would want to call in for my companion, right? Let's finish this out. So it says the other question is what does this person bring that is going to make me wake up to true, to who I who I truly am and how can I do the same in return. And that is so sweet too. Um she had mentioned it earlier in the article and it I don't know if you caught it. It kinda caught me off guard. And it's moments like this you kind of realize to a certain degree not to be too selfish. I know I did a podcast right before this one and I'm like I to a certain degree am conserving energy so I'm not gonna be the most lovey dovey preparing your meals and Really trying to show my value, um, I'm just not in that state of competing. But at the same time, you know the things that I've I've come to value are the conversations that are going to enlighten my um, the way that I think. And a lot of you know I'm I am well read, but I think also it's really funny. He has a good sense of humor and um, just finding fun ways to talk about some things in life that are that are there too and and I think just even having a good healthy friendship for the time that that is there I know there there were some really funny jokes that we have and and it's funny because everybody's talking and then we'll be like talking to each other like what? It's so funny, so funny, right? But um I actually I can't tell y'all that But the takeaway from this is, you know, learning to reciprocate. And I think that a lot of Divine Feminines that are kind of on the same path as me in terms of being comfortable being single. We're on a whole other level where, yes, um, income is important. Intellect is important, but the connection is important. So, It's about a meeting of the minds, right? And it's it's saying here, um, how can, how, what does this person bring that is going to wake me up to who I truly am and how I can do the same in return? I remember in the podcast we did a while back, um, exploring like 25 different types of, of um Soul contracts, there was a reminder that just as much as people are teaching you, you get to a level where you are teaching others, and there's a level of responsibility, and we're responsible with other people's thoughts, feelings, and emotions. So that's something to think about, too. A lot of us, divine feminines, I think up until this point, and, and my divine masculines, it's kind of like I think we've been on the receiving end of, of energy, but. We are on the cusp of learning how to teach others. And one of the things I remember that I talked about back then too is, ah, this is a, like, I do honestly think that even the last two relationships, I could see where it's, it's not my responsibility to save people. But I can see that there were some very important conversations that we had and I let my feelings and emotions get in the way when really all it was is like, I know, for example, the second to last boyfriend I had, if you want to call it that, um, he, I remember I was taking a class and um, on our first date, I was reading my uh, one of the books while I was waiting for him to get from work and um he asked me what I was reading and we had this conversation but it was just the way his eyes lit up and the conversation had to do with legacy right and i remember he was just like i'm so going to take that right um and he's like i'm going to make that my own and what if you know what if that was all that i needed to say and do right and you know what if I just didn't have to worry about returned phone calls or the, you know, and just kept it as a friendship and let that fade off? What if that was all that was supposed to be? I remember, um, the boyfriend after that. We had some of the best conversations because he really understood. I think spirituality in a way that, blew my mind. There was one other friend that's been able to go to that level with me. And here's the difference, right? When it when it's with her, it was really nice to connect in that way. But I wasn't attached to her towards like, I'm blowing up her DMs and we have to be in each other's conversation. And it's been a while since we've talked, right? Still my friend, and I can still tap into that source if I need to, you know, and when I want to, but. This is a great opportunity for us to, to find out, too, how codependent we can be and how much validation we need, too. Because I had the same level of conversations with him, but it, now it felt like, oh, I'm connected to this person. So I want to hold on to this forever and ever and ever and ever. And that's not what life is about, right? Um, especially if, if you want to kind of have a little bit of an oracle or... Um, a little bit of broccoli with your beef <laughs> um, definitely listen to the September 1 oracle because it definitely explains how to be in the present um, that one is about the time energies the energies around that but that energy was also timeless in that it's talking about how to um it's the one that has a man with um, eagle's wings spread out and there's butterflies and it's purple and it has purple and green, and it says "divine love," and it talks about um, living in the present and having the ability ability to detach, right? And also, let me see, because I am getting a little bit fatigued here. It says if we can work with the energy and raise it up through our system, igniting all our chakras instead of the follow, instead of allowing it to pull in the lower ones. We can embrace the soul experience. And that is so deep and powerful right now. You know, balancing the chakras. So how do I take it out of just being physically attracted to someone and defaulting into, well, this must be love. This must be the initiation of romance. How do I turn it into, convert it into using my heart space and my crown chakra using my intellect my mind using my heart to see that i can open be open to just kind people and um to conversations on a deeper level because part of it too is like i'm in a space right now where i'm really closed off to just a lot of people because right now people mean pain right me, having conversations with men mean pain, means pain to me. So what what does that mean to just kind of understand that some bring pain and some aren't as painful, right? And it does not need to, to always be a romantic connection. One of my friends, she's a Libra, um, the one I was mentioning that she's really good with the spiritual conversations, Um, It was really cool because when you have all of us girls, we all have different personalities. But she's the one who is able to just start talking to any and everybody. And really, you can see her do her soul work with those people and really turn the light on for them and just walk away. She's just so unbothered, so full of air that she's just like, oh, let me turn your light on. Are you doing good? All right, your light is on. Good stuff. And she's... like butterfly her way onto something else and I'm like yeah no I keep my distance you know I stay over here if you're not talking to me I'm not talking to you and then if I do it it's kind of like surface level and and that type of thing so how do you just learn to, to do that social butterfly thing in a healthy way right I love that picture I keep thinking back to that picture from the oracle the September 1 oracle Because butterflies, I do like butterflies. They are so transformative. But one thing they do is they're in and out of your life, you know? Um, Y'all, I'm trying to finish this last sentence because I promise you as soon as I finish this, I'm going to legit fall asleep. So it says here. said if we can work with the energies and rise it up through our systems igniting all of our chakras instead of allowing it to pool in the lower ones we can embrace the soul experience rather than get embroiled in human drama both parties get the absolute best out of this soul contract oh my gosh you guys this quote is so cute oh hell no Oh my gosh, you guys, this is, oh my goodness. Okay, okay, I'm going to read the quote, and then I'm going to read this, and some of y'all are going to be like, ah, oh, hell to the na-na. Okay, here we go. I love this quote. It is so cute. I wonder if I should make it my the thumbnail. So it says, for it is not into my ear into my you whispered, but into my heart. It was not my lips you kissed, but my soul you guys that is so that totally explains right because we've been talking about we've been talking about your ability to um, feel a, that what what could feel like attraction or connection to someone and automatically feel it's a gender thing you know like a sexual thing But it's like, this is so much more than that, right? You're not, it is not my ear you whispered into, but my heart. Not my lips you kissed, but my soul. That's on a whole other level. Oh my gosh, I am so making this. The thumbnail. Here's what she said, right? And I'm not even ready for this. She says, I'm a huge romantic and the love and love the idea of a soulmate with all the romantic hype. And you already know that's so me, Mars and Leo. But having experienced two soulmates and three soul catalysts in my life, so I think this will be my first one. I eventually learned two of the catalysts were men. Yes, I fell for the relationship energy as I was single at the time, but it didn't turn out wonderfully. And this is the part that I was like, oh, hell to the no, no, no. says, the third was a woman, which is when I really came to understand, I'd misinterpreted that catalytic catalytic energy. Well, if that's the case, then I would say that my Libra friend is is like a catalytic, catalytic. This is weird. As a heterosexual, her being female forced me to step outside of that lower chakra energy. I'm going to tell you right now, like, if my ancestors or my guides are listening to this, you don't need to send me no catalytic feminine energy. I completely understand the assignment. Okay? I'm not even trying to go through no type of turbulence. I will say there have been, like, oh, that's just weird. But I'll, I'll pass. I'll pass on that. Respectfully. Mm mm, y'all. It says, it was then that that everything became so much clearer, and working with the energy becomes a joy and so much easier. So, my advice, if you're bowled over (laughs) by someone's energy, is to take a step back. Perfect. That's what I'm doing. And don't worry, it's not going to be one step back, girlfriend. It's going to be six. Okay. She says, yes, it's exciting. Yes, it's impossible. Not to think about them the majority of the time. And part of it too, you know, I'm a little bit homebound right now. But I have a feeling by the time I, um, respectfully, by the time my parents, you know, are on their flight. and they're home safely. Back in, in their house where they're going to be. I already have stuff I want to do. And um, I would also say it's so important, like even though I am a homebody, to stay active and busy. And next week, I'm not probably even going to be coming on here as much. So it just is what it is. I, I, that was something I had to learn too, right? Um, just just staying busy in my own introverted way and having my own routine and schedule. So mm, it says, and, but you know what? Quiet time is helpful because it helps you to reflect, right? Helps you to reflect on things. So, not necessarily bad, but you don't want to stay in this energy for too long. Um, It says, yes, it is exciting. Yes, it's impossible not to think. Whoopsie. It is impossible not to think about them the majority of the time. But our human desires and energies get in the way of the true gift and purpose of the connection. So, this is about me kind of just really testing you know can i elevate from um my lower chakras and view this as a spiritual connection and i understand what some of my assignments are i think for some of you it might be different like i'm very keenly aware that um when you talk about detaching i have fixed signs so it's like how can i detach how can i um add value to someone else too in a way that's different not the cooking part but like spiritually and um live in the present and um not just stay in like the oh he's because uh when I look at the first guy I mentioned that I had a crush on that one is just like oh he can get it right um very very low chakras but with this one it's forcing me to realize like oh my gosh i think i'm falling in love okay that's heart space wait a minute what is going on what can this mean would this be a match um what is it that would need that i would need the attributes in someone to be a companion definitely has to be someone i can do a, a foundation with absolutely right and so now it's about using my crown chakra, right? How I think does it make sense? Is it practical? Is it logical? I'm not going to be driven by lust. And also um Yeah, that has to make sense. Oh, you guys, I'm so sleepy now. Let <laughs> me get finished reading what it says. So yeah, it says um this is about our human desires and energies can get in the way of the true gift and purpose of the connection okay so this says or go for it anyway heck we only live once but do it with awareness live in the moment enjoy it while it lasts learn the lessons grow in amazing ways and move on this is such beautiful writing she says i hope you found this blog to helpful and would love to know of any of your own Soul Connection experiences in the comments below. Have a wonderful day and thanks for taking your time to stop by. Bright Blessings, Chrissy X. And so if you guys would like to engage with her content, um, it's under serendipitycrystals.co.uk and it's titled Soul Catalyst, Neither a Soulmate Nor a Twin Flame. And I see some people have already commented below um so people are saying very interesting and enlightening. Thank you, Chrissy. This is amazing, uh interesting and amazing how different soul connections are. Um this one, Aurelia says, Thank you. I recently had a solid catalyst relationship and was struggling to figure out where it fitted and this is perfect. I knew But didn't want to let go. So hopefully this will help. Still very blessed to have had this experience. And that's what that is all about. This one Emily she shares about. You know five months ago met a man. Instantly felt a strong energetic connection. Unlike anything I've ever experienced. And it was clearly mutual. I was taken aback since this. Man is 28 years my senior, married. Nope, 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 I'm not with the shits. Let's go to the next one. This one says thank you. Took eight months, but this one is L, Vicaria. It says it took eight months, but realistically it was about six months long. And bang, I realized that I was holding onto the energy rush like adrenaline. That's how I explained it. It says it hurt my heart, was broken, and today I'm... Finding out, giving it a definition of a catalytic soul has settled me right down. My soul group, I felt, had chucked me out, but it was a different soul connection. I see that now. My lesson isn't so clear, but at least now I know what I should focus on. Not the loss of a friend, but the gain of an explanation. And that is so huge. I'm proud of myself because I'm realizing this before I get myself into any other other stuff. That one's talking about hers hers was married to. What if your soulmate is a crystal? That is too cute. <laughs> That's by Cherry Blackmore. And it says, Hi Sherry. On that I'd have to agree as that isn't I'd have to agree to disagree as that isn't possible on my understanding. <laughs> she was just being playful though that's like when you really love a crystal and you know the thing about crystals though is that they will um when they no longer serve their purpose like they will just disappear or break and that means that their time with you is gone like for those of you who are crystallites (laughs) oh my gosh anyways if you have listened up until this point um i really hope you got some gems out of this and, um, let's see how it fold, how it unfolds, you know? And I, if I have to come on here and be like, y'all, this is what happened, then it's what happened. And I'll probably will tell you like, girl, get your, um, champagne. I will even order some champagne and have my alkaline water, which I need to drink some right now too, actually, um, it is one fifty nine, it's almost two in the morning. Um, and I am as wide awake as pop as ever. But um I will let you know. I'll let you know how it goes and probably have my music in the background with some um candle stuff working and it's gonna be fall weather, so it's gonna be like, Girl get your favorite blanket, get comfortable, you wanna hear what ha happened. He said this, that and the third and what had happened, and so we're not talking no more or whatever. And stuff and it'll be funny like I think if I ever do something like that where I'm drinking I am very um, sensitive to alcohol too so I don't know hopefully it's not something I upload until I've had a chance to listen to it cause y'all alright let me just finish playing out this song if y'all want to sing along let's just start it over and here we go. Mm-hmm. Let me drink some water. Almost had me think. Almost
1: made you cry. Almost made you happy, babe. day. did I? hmm 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 I can't keep on loving you One foot outside the door I hear a heavy hesitation Of a heart that's never really sure can't keep on trying If you're looking for more If all that I could give you Is what you came here for
0: Can. I know I'm off tune. So
1: maybe you'll be here, maybe when you're, you're around,
0: that's mm-hmm. what you're doing. almost doesn't count. <laughs> Post recording, divine feminine here. There's one more important thing I wanted to address here. And this is kind of how you also know if there's growth. This is, I have shared. Three different ways how I, I know that between the two crushes there helped me to kind of revisit what it is that even attracted me to my exes, I think, in the past two. And one thing that came up that was unique is, am I attracted to the, to the sadness in someone's eyes? Because I remember with the first crush, um, it was one of those things where he's quiet and reserved but he does walk around like he's the boss of a thing and I had to check myself and I'm like wait a minute am I being attracted to him because I feel like if we were to hopelessly fall in love that I'm gonna rescue him and bring out this like more um lighter energy I wouldn't say he has dark energy he has he's very serious and so it's kind of like oh I wonder if he If he's just serious because he needs a a woman to come into his life and make him laugh and and be lighthearted. And then I was like, oh, that is definitely not going to be cool. And so I had to check myself and just say, wait, if if I sense that it's a dark place that I'm trying to save him out of, then... uh, I, I, it was cool. It was, a I hope you get what I'm saying, but it was like, I was able to process that, right? And then with this one, I picked up on it even quicker, right? So if you're there and you're talking and you're picking up on stuff, and I think the realization too is when I was recording and I was talking about how one of the, the, the spots we connected on was actually like, what happens with our siblings, right? And it's it's a dark space for me. It's Chiron energy, childhood stuff, and um, it, you could tell it was kind of like I was starting to add up two and two there, and so in true form, I'm reflecting on the things I've said, and it's like okay, um, just be careful that you're not because I think a lot of divine feminines. We feel like, oh, you know, uh, when I think about like my ex, and I, again, it's at this point I don't I don't give a flying fuck about them, right? But I'm just analyzing the the moving parts, and one of the things with him is I felt like sometimes there was a little bit of um, like the quietness was just kind of like, oh well. I'm gonna be emotionally available, so he can open up emotionally, and you will hear a lot of guys say, "Oh, we want a woman who's emotionally available," and that's actually not healthy. It also it kind of creates a codependency. I think that a lot of divine feminines, who are still pining over their exes, who are not emotionally available, um, a lot of of um low vibrational men, and a, and I'm not saying it in a bad way. They're just not aware of it, and it's it's uh, not a not a clutch. It's like a it's a negative um, trait. Is they say, well, let me, I need a woman in order to be ocean emotionally available, and then that's how you introduce vampire energy, where they're just sucking up all of your emotions, but not they don't have them for their own or haven't learned how to cultivate it and keep it hide for themselves. But for the women, I think it translates into um, that savior complex, right? And we see that a lot in the Black community where it's like, it manifests into us protesting and rioting and wearing our capes and our boots and our crosses and that type of thing. But that's a very important thing to figure out. If, um You know, am I trying to save someone? And am I trying to be An emotional um, portal or outlet for someone, right? Am I trying to save them with my, um, you know, by by maybe if I'm opening up, then they will open up too. And then, you know, you're being a battery, right? That's just having the, the, the juice pulled out of you. So, that's one thing that I was paying attention to and I'm actually proud of myself too because um I remember there were some times where it did kind of feel like my energy was being pulled and I I don't think it's it was I don't think he was being malicious about it it just is but I I felt myself not wanting to go into that energy and be that open and I just allowed myself to just not you know I was just like "Mm, that's some deep dark stuff I'm good and I just didn't go there, um, and so, I, I was perfectly fine, and I, but, and one thing I'll have to work out is, you know, when they, what, 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 what do you mean to, um, be a teacher of sorts without it becoming like I said you know too codependent or me trying to be an emotional savior and accept that maybe I'm still in a space where it's my turn to just receive right it just is what it is but something to think about and um if I'm gonna do anything this go around is just keep things um how do you call it um oh gosh now I'm really sleepy how to keep it um lighthearted, right? Just keep it lighthearted. And um yeah. I hope that was really helpful to someone, right? What, why are are you seeing similarities in these people that you saw in other people cuz that that's giving me an indicator if if I'm healed or not. And again, it's not about me. Ending up with either one in the past. I've never gotten into a relationship with any of my crushes. Um, it's about me analyzing. Have I grown from the last relationship? Am I falling for the same type of guy? Um, am I attracting the same type of guy? Um, and. How much validation am I seeking? And. And. Another important one for me, too, is going to be, how do I take this energy that I'm feeling this high, and how do I learn to keep it up for myself, right, you know, um, how do I maintain it for myself, so if and when they're out of my, you know, my, like, uh, my life for, after six months, how do I, um, learn to stay charged for myself right because that's going to be important it's almost like making that first dollar you know the hardest dollar to make is that first dollar but after you make that first dollar you you keep replicating the results over and over and over again and so that's also going to be important I don't know I feel like this might be kind of going over the head of a lot of people that are my listeners but, um how does how how did fifty, 50 cent- fifty cents say it? He's like, um. you don't need me to slow down how I'm talking. you just need to list fast, listen fast listen faster, <laughs> so I think that um some people might catch up to it, catch up to where I'm at, and like I said, I think um, some of you will probably you're probably like, what? I'm single for life. I don't, you know, see myself ever falling in love again. And that's okay. That's okay. Trust me, I'm not trying to go down that rabbit hole. It just is what it is. Life throws you curveballs. But I think that um if you find yourself being attracted to someone, right? Those lower chakras and you kinda it it makes you kind of feel like, ooh, you know, type of thing. And you find yourself in the space that I'm in. Oh, the jam the is where at the end of that article, it's about being aware, understanding what the purpose is, being in the present and learning the lessons and learning to let go. The way she said that was so beautiful. Right. So this is going to be a long podcast, but hey. Let's see how many people listen to this one. I know you guys like the shorter stuff. I tend to also. But, um, yeah. AC just kicked on. It feels like it's a good, um, I'd say like 78 degrees. So, all right.